You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. As we watch prophecy unfold on a daily basis, the world is searching for answers, and the nation of Israel needs true friends now more than ever before. Please stay tuned with us for today's broadcast as we will be focusing on news in the Middle East, Bible prophecy, and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here's our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. I want you to see that Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, that's Bereshit for you Hebrew scholars out there, that this is not some hypothetical or something we made up just so that we could win Jewish people to their Jewish Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. No, this is something that your revered rabbinical authorities of ancient days understood the interpretation of this, and they even wrote about it. It's not something we just pulled out of a hat. It's something that is very well established in rabbinical writings. And some of the most respected so-called rabbis, and I again, I say so-called because I want you to understand that the only one that deserves that title, rabbi or rabboni, is the Jewish Messiah himself. But for the sake of discussion, we will use their earthly titles that they have claimed, which is really divine titles, and they really don't have the authority to do that. Nevertheless, I'm not here to debate that part because I would definitely win that debate. But for the sake of facts and documentation, I will refer to them with their title, as I would Mr. So-and-so. But again, you know, I don't even call preachers. I don't call them reverend. I mean, where, where did he get that? that? That's like, you know, sanctimonious. I mean, that that is reverend so-and-so. And then the Archbishop of this or that, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, holy and reverend is his name. I mean, that's God. God deserves these titles. But since we're talking about these individual teachers that have been very well respected in Judaism, I want to quote what Rabbi David Kimchi said about Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. This is what he said. Now, are you listening? All right. Here we go. As thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people by the hand of the Messiah, the son of David, who shall wound the head of Satan, the king and prince of the house of the wicked. Wow. I don't think I could have said that any better. This particular rabbinical teacher, David Kimchi, was, believe it or not, very, very respected to such a degree that Even the King James Bible translators and uh, Tyndale himself referred to him to get a better understanding of Hebrew in the translation. They consulted him because he was so very accurate in many, many things. So he definitely is very well respected in Judaism, Orthodox Judaism, and ultra-Orthodox Judaism. David Kimchi agrees that Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 is a messianic prophecy and that uh, the Messiah, no doubt, would come out of the lineage of David. Thy people, by the hand of the Messiah, the son of David, who shall wound the head of Satan. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's right there. We didn't make this up. A lot of the Christian commentaries consulted uh, Rabbi David Kimke, or Radok. That was the acronym for his name, Radok, which is probably what I really should refer to, Radok. Then we also have Rabbi Tehuma said in the name of Rabbi Samuel, Eve had respect to that seed which is coming from another place. And who is this? This is the Messiah, the King. Now, this is recorded, ladies and gentlemen, in Midrash Rabbah 23. Now, what do you think about that? In direct fulfillment of Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, we also have the recording in the New Covenant, Matthew chapter 1, verses 5, going to verse 16. I'm not going to read all of the verses, but I'm going to highlight some of them. And Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. And Solomon begot Roboam, and Ammon begot Josias, and Josias begot Jeconias and his brethren. About the time they were carried away to Babylon, and after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begot Salathiel, and Eliezer begot Mathen, and Mathen begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Now, I think that, especially as I was growing up as a young Jewish boy, the word Christ was never articulated, was never heard. I never even heard the name Christ, hardly. I, When I was a little boy, about four, three, four years old, as I give my testimony, that the first time I ever heard the name Jesus Christ was when a little boy came up to me and he asked me this incredible question. He said, did you know Jesus was a Jew? And of course, as I tell my testimony, I was just trying to discover what being a Jew was at three years old. huh? But that stuck in my mind. That was a seed that was planted. And it wasn't until Later on, when I was about nine years old, did I ever hear the name Jesus Christ again? Um, you don't hear it in Jewish families. In fact, it's forbidden to mention his name. So I never heard it. But Christ, ladies and gentlemen, it just means Messiah. In fact, if you looked up a Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, I have a 10th edition, uh, it says... Christ. It comes from the Greek Christos, and it literally means anointed, and it is uh, translated Messiah. So Christ, Messiah, is one and the same. And I believe that over the years, the precious name of Jesus Christ has gotten a pretty bad rap and has been drugged through the dirt, and it's sad. You have to understand that Jewish people in particular have not been given a proper presentation of the gospel. They have not given a proper presentation of the name Jesus Christ. You have to understand now, when a word is used against a people, that it has a, a stigma. Now, you know, while the Nazis were throwing my family members into the gas chambers, you know what they said. They said, you Christ killers, as they're throwing them in to the ovens. 
and not only happened to my family, but millions. Now, you have to understand that when that word is used in such a way, the precious name of Christ, the Jewish Messiah, that it leaves a terrible taste in one's mouth. (laughs) You don't want to hear anything about this Christ, since it was the very name used to kill six million Jews. So it's very understandable that Jewish people are inherently offended by that name. And not to mention what happened during the Inquisition period, as my research has shown me that one million Jews died in the Inquisition at the hands of the Roman Catholic Church. They were burned at the stake and tortured alongside our Baptist forefathers. And they were also executed in the name of Christ. It's understandable that Jewish people don't like the name Jesus Christ, okay? So don't, uh, you know, don't criticize them for not liking the name Jesus Christ when it's the very name that has been used to kill millions of my people, the Jews. But that still doesn't mean we cannot educate them and enlighten them and tell them the truth. And there's been a lot of things in life that have been taken out of context, misused, misapplied, and perverted. And I believe that we owe it to the Jewish people to tell them the truth. And in fact, if you're a Jewish person listening, you owe it to yourself because we're not talking about some made-up thing here. We're talking about the will of God. And if you want to know the will of God and you're seeking the truth, then you need to open your mind and heart to this. The name Jesus Christ, sadly, has been so misrepresented. But if I was to take you back to the days of New Testament era, it didn't have the kind of stigma that it has today. But when someone starts to realize the misrepresentation of Jesus Christ, then they start realizing they've been lied to. For the most part, the rabbinical authorities have lied to my people, the Jews, because they obviously don't want to believe in him, and they resent the fact that they would ever follow somebody whose name was used to bring so much grief and so many atrocities. But you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? Amen? So, according to Matthew chapter 22 in the New Covenant, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord? Saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thy enemies thy footstool. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ poses this question. And he says to them, if David then called him Lord, how is he his son? Great question. (laughs) Of course, it's the best question could ever be asked coming out of the mouth of the Messiah, of course. And it continues to say, and no man was able to answer him a word. Neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. (laughs) Oh, mercy. You see, the Lord Jesus showed that the Messiah which they all agreed back in those days in the New Testament era that the Messiah, the Mashiach, was going to come as a son of David and that they, he would come through the line of King David, that, you know, how could this be? And that this, is, this also factors into the fulfillment of Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, where how does the Messiah, who is called Lord, 
And in other words, God, how does he become a man? You know, how does he function as a Messiah, uh, as a human being? And this is, that's why this question was posed. You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast, and we would like to take this opportunity to invite you to our national conference, May the 24th to the 28th. That is the last week of the month of May. The Hope of Israel National Conference is a prophecy-focused meeting with an old-time revival spirit. Some of the topics covered during the conference will be the high priest garments, blowing of the shofar, the mystery of the Jewish prayer shawl, prophetic feast days of Israel, and this all-important question, is America in Bible prophecy? For more information, And to make reservations, you can go to the conference website at www.rapture.today. Once again, that is the word rapture, R-A-P-T-U-R-E, rapture.today. This is truly a meeting you do not want to miss. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website www.hopeofisrael.net That's hopeofisrael.net You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700 Powder Springs, Georgia 30127 Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700 Powder Springs, Georgia 30127 